Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 77. If you've been keeping up with these 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 podcast interviews, you'll know that I've been gone for a few weeks. I usually spit these things out every couple of weeks, but uh, been a busy fall. I played at uh, Rudon Smith Winery's Harvest and Festival the end of September the end of October, and um, then headed down to the Far West Folk Alliance Conference in Irvine a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to hear more about that in a couple of podcasts. I did some field recording and some interviews down there with some really kind of cool musicians, so you'll hear about that in a, in a couple of episodes. And then um, last weekend, I went up to Colfax and played on Colfax, California, and played on KVMR, one of my favorite radio stations, a very nice bunch of folks up there. I played on Wesley Robertson's Rock and stopping and then played a house concert at Evangeline's Cafe in Colfax. So been busy, time to catch up, and uh, got a lot in the queue to to get back to, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, today's episode, number 77, is an interview with a songwriter that I met through some mutual um, Humboldt County friends a few years ago at uh, K-Hum Radio. Um, Lila was a DJ there, and she was down in Santa Cruz doing a show with Brian Joseph, and uh we got talking, and I said, "Oh, you're from you're from our, uh, Humble. Do you know Pat and Cat?" And she said, "Yeah, I, I I work for Pat. I work on K Hum." And so I gave her my CD. We kept in touch. She played me for a little bit on her show, a little bit, and um, she has a new record out called "Letter Home." That's produced by Kenny Edwards. And if you're not familiar with Kenny Edwards, you will be after this interview. He's quite the name and quite the producer. Letter Home has been out since early this year, around 2000, beginning of 2009. So what we're going to do is get right into it. We're going to hear a track off the CD, Letter Home. I think we'll hear American Miracles. And then later in the episode, Lila will play Parallel Lines, a song I really like. And uh, um, a couple of comments about where this interview took place. She was um, kind of bouncing between gigs in Monterey and Santa Cruz. And so I, I thought it would be, again, here I go again, darned clever to... Uh, meet in my friend David's backyard because it, David Hayes because it was close to where Lila was staying and there's a lot of ambient noise cars whizzing down Broadway um, let's just pretend that it was planned ambient noise and uh, we'll go from there so here's a a little bit of American Miracle off Letter Home and then we'll chat with Lila Nelson she was waiting till she got to a better place Before she could embrace both the good and the bad She was feeling kind of spiritual, looking for a miracle But her timing was off and her rhyming was bad Then she heard that the good old American song was public domain So she changed her last name and she got on a plane And she found her roots in bluegrass Started dating a badass producer from Nashville, Tennessee Oh, oh me, oh me you looky with the cat dragging. Oh, oh my, oh my. I'm an American miracle, a miracle American. I'm fresh as apple pie. All right. Let's talk about you. Okay. Um, haven't seen you for a couple of years. No. I think it was back when you were playing with Brian Joseph locally. 2005, six. It's been a while. Yeah. So the new album. Letter home? Yeah. 
talk about it a little bit. This is your second full release? Uh, you know, it, it, technically second it's my and a fourth. Half. Okay. Um, the first one is out of print. I mean, we were just talking about how it's hard to be in love with the whole project. Any project you put out, you sort of like a chunk of it and uh-huh. And then I don't know. I think you. I think they. If you revisit them later down the road, you either hate them more, or you actually really like them. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be one that I will be able to really enjoy. Ten years down the road. I would think so. so. It's just. It's got a real nice. I mean, the whole thing just. What's the word I'm looking for? There's a nice soundscape to it. I mean, it just uh-huh. all, all the it's songs sort of really fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Freddie Coella, I think. Um, I worked with Kenny Edwards and right. Freddie Coelho, both really talented And for folks musicians. who might not know, who is Kenny Edwards? Kenny Edwards uh, is a Buddhist... Uh, no, Kenny Edwards <laughs> is a... He is... Well, he is many things. Mm-hmm. But he is um, known in some households. Would we call him a household? He's almost a household name. Um, in some households the, he is. The, yeah. co- the co-founder of the Stone Ponies right. you know, with Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. So he essentially has been in music since he was 18. And, yeah. he's, and he's still um, going strong and now doing it in, mm-hmm. his, in a whole other capacity. I mean, he's writing a, a lot of his yeah. own songs and touring. And I, that's how I met him, through, yeah. um, through Brian. So. Does he produce a lot? Um, he has over the years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he's worked. He's done session work mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, you know, with with some of the best, with Emmy Lou and Dolly Parton. Right, and, right. You know, Linda, obviously, Carla Bonoff still. And he goes back to that really important time in the '70s in Southern California too, with all sure. those important people. So he's yeah, got a lot he's of cre- a lot of a big pedigree. I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. And is very, very, very humble in mm. light of all that. Um, Even better. So he was. Uh, we, we started framing the project together and we right. were touring a little bit together as well so it worked out timing-wise um, recorded some tracks in his little sort of studio mm-hmm. studio apartment set up um, that's right behind Carla Bonoff's house in fact and then and then we took it to uh, Freddie mm-hmm. who has a very uh, very directed um, and, and somehow like cinematic sense when mm-hmm. it comes to production. So um, it's very specific, it's very um, meticulous in where the sound sits in the mix. It's like mm-hmm. a painting, sort of. And I, and I that. felt that when we'd listen back. Um, the thing I liked about it, it's, um, I don't know if you'd call it a folk record, but it's definitely, I like the word sparse, uh-huh. but everything fits. No, nothing. There wasn't too much of anything. Yeah. And everything seemed to have a place for itself. Yeah, it's sound. the anti-production. Yeah, record. which is kind of what I'm trying to do. I uh-huh. think when I when I get up the I think the energy and the resources for project number three, I'm kind of thinking like, go that route. Uh-huh. You know, pull everything back and just focus on the stories and the songs. It's just funny that you need two really great producers to make an anti-produced. Yeah. Record. <laughs> well, I've done two, and they're and they, um, they sound kind of big, and they're nice, and people like them, and I was happy with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's it's good to like go the other route too. There's a I think there's some serious wisdom though in that um, in the notion that the main job of the producer is to not get in the way yeah. of a song that's good to help call you know which are the which are the songs that work together mm-hmm. um, and and it felt like we had a good triangle going with I think that it you know and it's uh, that uh, you know a team of of three is a good three is a. Three is a magic number. Hmm. Who said that? 
Three is not a crowd when you're producing the CD if you have the right mix of people, no. probably. And they did most of the um, yeah. uh, most of the session work on it too. Don Heffington came I saw in that. and played Some nice drums. names on there. Stuart Cole, who's now off with <laughs> Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, playing <laughs> playing trumpet and other things. I know because I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> I'm in Germany. I just got out of a lake. We're skinny dipping with. My poor wife. What is Twitter? Well, you know the status things on Facebook? It's kind of like that, but a bunch of those. Okay. Why? Well. I love it. I don't know. I dig it. You can do too much of a good thing, but it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm on all that stuff, too. I think you have to be, and I think it's kind of fun. Everything in moderation. Except for moderation. Except for say. moderation. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's a couple of covers, and he did a nice Dylan cover. Thanks. And a, and a co-write with Brian Joseph, I believe. Yeah, Through yeah. the Window, we wrote uh, when we were first on the road in uh -huh. 05. Um, uh, that's a, I really enjoy that song, actually. And we, we one, we write, uh, wrote, is he still working? I don't know. <laughs> We've... <laughs> We, we write and wrote very differently from one mm -hmm. another. He's very formulaic, I think, in his writing mm -hmm. um, and in his structuring of a song. Right. And I think I'm writing more stream of consciousness, usually as a starting point anyway. So that worked really well together on that song anyway. That and, kind of um, contrast is probably because he's, so he's more like verse, chorus, verse, bridge. And you're, a lot of your stuff comes out like poetry, I think. Some of it's, uh, what, what did um, uh, Greg pull at Treehouse Concerts? the other night in Carmel Valley said, that's a word salad, which I guess is something, what did he say? Somebody used to describe Chris Smither as writing word salads, where the really? choruses don't repeat. It's sort okay, of this yeah. uh, train of thought. And I do yeah. I do enjoy that. I mean, I also enjoy the structure of a good old song. Mm -hmm. and um, Nothing wrong with a hook, but it's good to do both, probably, depending yeah. on the, the song. And I, more and more, you know, right now I have, I, I've, I'm all about the hook. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. My, maybe it's because I moved to the city in the last six months. I live in Oakland now. Mm -hmm. and, um, so, oh look, a little fuzz <laughs> in the car. Um, so, I've been writing from that place more. In mm -hmm. fact, I've been taking uh, old songs, mm -hmm. just the lyrics, and putting new melodies on them, which is That's fun. which is really fun. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like taking a song you've been playing and playing it on a different instrument or uh -huh. something. It just makes the whole thing different. Yeah. And then I've been doing recording, just doing my own demoing, but it's it's actually working out better than I thought it would. Oh. <laughs> so we who knows? I may have a new record with that in there. Nice. Like yeah. sparsey homemade recordings or just as a starting point? Um a lot of doubled vocal harmonizing okay. with which is um something that I have felt opposed to it. it's something that Freddie would never allow at mm -hmm. Lake Garage, right? right. It's like, right. why would you do that? You mm -hmm. want to create this this live? Mm -hmm. um, I just checking. Yeah. A live. Oh, we're on. We're on. <laughs> I hope so. Well, see, now I'm jinxed because I talked about the one time it didn't work, so now I'm checking it every two minutes. But no, it's not. Anyway, it's good to do it. dubbing over yourself, har harmonizing yeah. with yourself. Yeah, which is uh, illegal in some in some arenas, but um, I don't know. It's working. We'll see, we'll see. Doing that, a lot of, um, uh, you know, sort of percu random percussion, mm -hmm. finding just whatever's in the space. And using I like that. Yeah. Who's it? Julie Moe does a lot of, like Buddy and Julie Moe, she'll do a lot of stuff where she's, she's beating amazing. on trash yeah. cans and 
Yeah. Yeah, and they're great. Everything she does, she'll just start playing rhythm on stuff, uh -huh. and it works. It does. Know? Everything has a sound. Everything wants to sing. Everything has a key. Everything has uh -huh. a tone to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I was sitting drinking wine the other night, listening back, and I started doing the... Oh, on the, the glass the across yeah, the top? Yeah, yeah. I said, wow, that's just... That's, that's a minor... Something or other. I don't even know what it was, but it was a good, it was a, it worked. And you could probably tune so. it with the wine to get this, the tone you want, unless yeah. the glass is just keyed to a certain key. I don't know. I think they are, actually. I tried that. Yeah. I didn't try um, filling it up a number of times, but I did drink it down quite a bit. So. You had to try to make sure. Like the old Ed Sullivan things where they were doing the swirlies, they had a whole table full of glasses where they were full of different levels and they'd play them way back when. Before your time. Swirlies. Swirlies. Yeah, it's been a long day. So that's the best <laughs> word I could think of. Yeah. Up over the hill and back and then commandeering my friend's backyard so we could do the interview. But, uh, it's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, it worked out for both of us. We've met for years to meet up in somebody's backyard. We did. With a castle. With a castle. With a castle. <laughs> and a film crew. Yeah. <laughs> Brought your entire crew with you. I appreciate that. So were these songs written about the same time or they, were, they, they come out of different places, different times? Oh, they are, a lot of them are from the same era. And they're, mm -hmm. if nothing else, they're songs that I was playing live, mm -hmm. mostly the year before I recorded the record, which yeah. is a little inverted. Um, at this point, I go out, uh, you know, this last year in touring the record, I'd go out and be like, I don't want to play anything off the record. Here's a new one. Like mine um, of it. Well, you know, so there's, there's two chains of thought there, two trains of thought, too. Um, the guy Brad Collard I was talking about earlier, he wrote, recorded, then went out and started playing. And then he mm -hmm. said, but when you start playing the songs, to me, that's kind of like the final edit. To me, that's the fun part, is when you yeah. when you have these songs done and you start playing them and you start tweaking them and, sure. you know, you take out a bridge or you change it. Uh -huh. and if, but if you've already recorded it, then it's kind of done. Exactly. You know, but, but then you've played them for a year, then you recorded them, you're tired of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in other words, you can't. You're hosed you can't either win. way. You just can't it's win. It's horrible. It's horrible. Why do we do this to ourselves? Because <laughs> we can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So you're, so you're playing a lot. You, you were down in Carmel Valley a couple of nights ago. Yeah, I'm doing um, right now just a, a ten day stint going up to Humboldt, playing a couple of festivals up that way. Going back home for a while, then coming back to the Bay Area. What's that? Going back home for a while, then coming back to the Bay Area. Back home. Oh, back Humboldt. home, home. Which home? Which what? Home? Where's home? The home that I knew um, you from. From Arcata. Yeah. yeah. Did I see you up there at one mm -mm. point? I I met you in in Santa Cruz at Don Quixote. Don Quixote's. Right? We yeah. we got talking, and I said. Yeah. Oh, you're from Humboldt. Do you have you ever heard of K Hummy? He said, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. work for. And I go, yeah. oh, I think I saw Patrick at a party on Saturday. Yeah. They were up in Sacramento. Cool. Very Pat, small. Cat and Pat. Cat and Pat. I'm, I do miss Humboldt. Yeah. It's, um, uh, as a community, I miss my friends and family, but also good uh, music town, probably too. It's a great art town. Yeah. It is. For everything. And then again, it's it's very isolated. You know. Yeah. It's a bubble. Yeah. And, um, it's nice. I can to, see that. It's nice to be. Um, it's nice to be in a city. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't lived in a city for a long time. And it's for real. Mm -hmm. Oakland is. You mm -hmm. know? I mean, there's some... Uh, there's also a lot of, you know, Humboldt's of... Uh, Arcada specifically, or the community up there is, is, you know, relatively small. And so there's not a lot of anonymity for anybody, right? You're a everybody community member and... It's a, it's a and, small town where everybody knows yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, Which is probably good and bad for a lot of reasons. Yeah, so the anonymity yeah. is kicking my ass a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's me. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I know. 
Well, my first Oakland gig was at the uh, Oakland Fox, the new okay, theater. Not bad. With Ben Folds, which I feel like I do, I'm doing all right in terms of my, <laughs> my yeah. debut show down there. Um, well, the Fox is probably bigger than anything in Humboldt anyway, or a kid. That's true. Yeah. It's right on the... It's right on the uh, the big end of things. I, I got to make it up to go to a show. Anyway, so what brought you down to what brought you down to the Bay Area? Uh, work. Um, guy I know. Mm-hmm. His ring I wear. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> he moved down for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was also ready for a move. Like yeah. I said, sort of ready to get out and do. You know, I I in the last five years, uh, particularly, been touring a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's hard to travel in the Humboldt, you know, so, easily. It's a kind of clunky exit. I know, so, yeah. So I was ready to... Yeah. Um, uh, that said, I don't visit you in Santa Cruz nearly enough. We're, we're right here. We're a lot closer. <laughs> I well, I know what you mean, because I, I, I played up in Reading a couple of times last year, and I got a lot of friends up there, and that's a nice mm-hmm. little music pocket. Very and nice, yeah. I was up there in April, and my wife and I said, we should go see Cat and Pat. But it's three hours away. Three big hours. You know, and then it's a windy road. It's too. a windy road. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know to go up from from one on one, it's it's kind of a trek to get up there. It's nice, but it's kind of a, no, it, it's a you trek. are it is kind of yeah. like in and out. It's kind of a you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, there's that, which is exhausting in its own way. You mm. got to get out, jump in the rivers, swim off the laps. Life sucks. <laughs> there's the ocean. Oh my God. This place is horrible. You're getting the message, Michael. Yeah. Well, it's right over here. It's right over here. <laughs> <laughs> I work in Silicon Valley, and I come back, and I see the ocean. I'm like, all right. It's like people ask me, how can you drive all the way over Highway 17? And I say, how can you live up here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you live where you live. 17's quite a lot, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't phase me anymore. So you're in Oakland. Has, has Oakland been, I mean, creatively, how has it been different than Humboldt, besides being a, a city... Are you writing differently? I am. You're looking for hooks? Yeah, I'm looking for hooks. I I don't know if I'm... I don't know why that happens. Yeah. Um, different space is probably good, though. Yeah, different space. Shakes you up a little bit. I think also there's... Um, I was working at the, the radio station, like you said, K-Hummock and Humboldt. And in the three years I was there, I listened to, I think, more mu- more music, um, mm-hmm. contemporary. I mean, it's not top 40 by any stretch, so right. it's not like I suddenly was writing uh, writing hits. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I wouldn't want to write a hit. No, I want to write my... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a hit? Oops, I did it again. I wrote a hit. Oops. Money, um, no thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's... Uh, I think what ha- I think part of what happened is I had uh, all that music that I was sort of um, pouring over mm-hmm. uh, for years and just this sort of continual stream of new stuff and older stuff and just more music than I've ever listened to in my life. I right. think um, over the course of three years, uh, and then and now I'm sort of cut off from it again. Um, I think I'm reflect reflecting some of it back uh, okay. finally in my when I'm in my my creative zone mm-hmm. um, which is interesting and, and kind of cool it makes me appreciate um, that process that cycle of that inspiration and influence yeah. and, and stealing uh, shit from other sure. people yeah leveraging leveraging <laughs> and being inspired <laughs> leveraging I have no inspiration Joni Mitchell said that in an interview I read once really no 
know, four bears. <laughs> Just take, take what I want. It. Just take what I want. Let me ask you about a couple of songs that I really like on the new CD. Um, American Miracle seems oh, very that's autobiographical. It's a, a great Is song. It? See, oh, well, thank you. My it's a nice lyric, American Miracle. Yeah. Just, it's got a nice rhythm to it. Um, it's very autobiographical. Let me see. Uh, she was waiting till she got to a better place before she could embrace both the good and the bad. She was feeling spiritual, looking for a miracle. Her timing was off and her mm -hmm. rhyming was bad. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> like it's all about me. <laughs> so was a better place Humboldt or Oregon? Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> it's Oakland. It's That's Oakland. right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would love to play the Fox Theater again. I love Oakland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love Oakland. That song is that song is, is in large part, yeah, sure, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, it's also it's also sort of riffing on um, um, a relatively new movement, which I love, which is the, the sort of reinvention of old time music and, mm -hmm. the, and the reinvention of, um, what's it, I mean, this is not all that new at all, but um, of, of public domain works that are, right. that are free to use mm -hmm. and, um, and that are also, um, in some ways, I mean, all of the early stuff that Bob Dylan, for example, was doing, he was essentially wiggling a few words around from mm -hmm. public domain works, and then they're, and right. they're his. This song on here, which I was sure was um, in the public domain, otherwise it's I wouldn't have recorded it. It's still under c -Sack. <laughs> yep. It's Dylan. Yeah. Um, and so I find that whole, that whole thing fascinating, just how, um, how we come to own, uh, come to own sound. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and um <laughs> and how uh and how songs that are in the public domain are um i mean they're written from appalachia Ameri appalachian america mm -hmm. from black america um or they came from ireland in the first place and they got over here yeah a lot of that stuff yeah. so it becomes this we're warring over all of the stuff that we write contemporarily and yet um you know the the people who wrote the sort of basis for the music that we call folk music and mm -hmm. that sort of thing are, you know. Dead and gone and poor. Yeah. But Not in that order. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Dead, gone, and poor. That's a good title. Oh, well. Somebody probably took it Do already. Write one? Yeah. Let's write one, dude. Let's write a song. <laughs> You're not that, it'd be fun to like hang out and just try to write sometime. That would be fun. Uh, together? Or just yeah. Okay. I was like, I do that all the time. You do it all the time. <laughs> Elizabeth, and talk a little bit about parallel lines. Oh, yeah, parallel lines. Well, it's another sort of a, um, well, I guess there are, most of the songs on here have uh, some of that elliptical quality mm -hmm. to them, American Miracle being maybe the exception. But, um, uh, parallel I think a lot of the hook is sort of like that that alliteration kind of in some of your lyrics. It's kind of fun to yeah. listen to. Yeah. Pulls the listener in. Why don't I play that one? Why don't you play that one okay. for us? I was thinking maybe at the Crate Place last week with um, Elin Jewell. She was up. Oh, she's great. Gosh, she was incredible. With this great conversation going on. I looked over, I go, the battery died. Oh no! And me being this total control freak without yeah. spare batteries, and she goes, "Why don't you run out of the store and I'll just wait for you?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> You're all the way out from Boston. 
she's got her new record of Angel. That song was actually about her. <laughs> but so, okay. Here we go. And we're still recording. So the you know the, your your first clue was the parallel lines I guess uh, mm -hmm. the the pa the empty page maybe you'll notice the partial capo yes <laughs> with the bottom with the top two strings left open. Buy the CD to hear the whole thing with the harmonica solo. Yeah, the harmonica solo. There's that option to go out, go out and buy the CD. <laughs> Freddie's doing something cool on there, too. can't remember. Hitting yeah. a lamp. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, there's harmonica on there, too. Yeah. That was cool. That was good. Cool, thanks. And how can folks find you on the web? Is it LilaNelson.org? It is. It's LilaNelson.org. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. MySpace. Just about anywhere. I'm going viral. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the way to do <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we'll see you next time somewhere sooner than three years, I hope. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. So once again, Lila Nelson. 
uh, with American Miracle off her new release, Letter Home, which is a fine, fine listen. And, and like we were talking about in this chat, you know, she does some songs to formula and some that are more stream of consciousness. And I like, I think I use the word soundscape when we talk. It's been a few months since I actually listened to this. But she, um, the CD produced by Kenny Edwards has a really nice, cohesive sound to it. It's really kind of sparse, and it's just a nice listen. So uh, check it out. You can find her at lilanelson.org. And I'll put links to her uh, her Twitter feed and her other links on my site. So if you go to michaelgather.com, it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for Songs and Stories 77, and there'll be some links back to Lila Nelson. Um, once again, thank you for listening, and if you want to find out what's coming up on Songs and Stories, I'll tell you a couple of things right now. Uh, in uh, episode number 78, coming up in a couple of weeks, I'll replay an interview I did locally on KSCO Radio. I, Rosemary Charmers does a show called Good morning, Monterey Bay, and I go on there a couple of times a year, and we always have a good time. So there's uh, one new song, um, and a couple you, you might have been familiar with before off my couple of CDs, so we'll, we'll play that next. And then um, we'll also be talking about some local festivals I played in the fall, which became a topic on a panel I helped moderate at the Far West Folk Conference, the idea of going to you know, local local vendors like a honey farm and the winery and uh really kind of making up your own event and finding places to play so um that'll be in the chat with rosie and then coming up in uh, a couple episodes we'll take you down to the far west folk alliance and get you an idea what they do late at night is you book a couple there's a couple of hallways full of rooms that are booked and uh, people do these little private showcases and so I did some field recording, wandered around, and talked to a few folks at Far West. I think that'll be fun. That's coming up in episode 79. If you want to be on my mailing list and find out what's coming up, you can send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com, or if you have any comments about this episode, feel free to email me. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>